Hello and welcome to our Clothed with the Sun podcast, daily reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. It is Wednesday of Holy Week, traditionally known as Spy Wednesday. Our reading is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that time on he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him. The teacher says, My appointed time draws near. In your house I shall celebrate the Passover with my disciples. The disciples then did as Jesus had ordered, and prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Deeply distressed at this, they began to say to him one after another, Surely it is not I, Lord. He said in reply, He who has dipped his hand into the dish with me is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes, as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, said in reply, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. He answered, You have said so. I don't know if anybody saw this movie a couple years back. I believe the title of the movie was Silence. And it was starring Andrew Garfield and Liam Neeson as Jesuit priests. And it's based on a true story. At least the general story is true. Uh, Jesuit missionaries that went to Japan back about 500 years ago. Uh, Andrew Garfield's character, and actually Adam Driver was uh, one of the priests as well, but he died early in the movie. Uh, his character did, of course. Uh, but it, it's a it's a heart-wrenching story, uh, and a lot of people protested it at the time. A lot of people were very upset about it because the general story from history is that these Jesuit missionaries went into Japan and had great success uh, evangelizing the people. Yet many of them were martyred. There, there was a lot to suffer. A lot of them were kicked out. A lot of them did not succeed. But over time, there was great success with that missionary effort. Um, in the story that the movie is based on, Liam Neeson's character, a priest, goes into Japan. Uh, he's tortured. Other people around him are tortured. Many people are killed. So he gives up and he ends up getting married and staying there. And Andrew Garfield's character goes in looking for his brother priest, Liam Neeson, his older brother priest. And it, it follows Andrew Garfield's character where he sees he, he endures a lot himself. He sees other people suffering. He does a lot of good, but eventually he gives in as well. And like I say, it's heart wrenching uh, with all the ups and downs and this, the struggles of faith and the struggles just with uh uh, threats and and people being afraid for their lives and um 
like I say, you know, it was a great, it was a successful effort, but yeah, there were those maybe that gave in. There were those. So the, so the movie really focuses on a lot of the, uh, the negative uh, aspects of what happened there in Japan those 500 years ago. But there's one character in the story, and I forget his name. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. And he's just a really, really annoying character. Yet I resonated with this guy so much. Maybe that means I'm annoying. I don't know. Talk to my friends and my family. But this character, he kept turning in the Catholics to the authorities. And then he would repent of it and go to the, the Jesuit priest for confession. And then he would turn them in again. And he did this over and over again. And he was the reason for the downfall of Andrew Garfield's character. Like I say, he's very annoying because you think he made progress with the guy. He repents and then he just gives in again. And this was a man that was just given to fear. He he feared the government authorities that threatened his life, but then he also feared God. So in the end, he wanted to keep confessing his sins. And there's a moving scene later in the movie where he's, he's sorry once again that he's turned in the Catholics. And Andrew Garfield at this point has become... Uh, you know, Japanese citizen, he's gotten married, he's given up his priesthood, and this man wants to confess to him again. And he says, I'm sorry, I can't, it's over. I'm sorry. You have to just confess directly to God. That's the best you can do at this stage of the game. Um, And, you know, perhaps his character, Andrew Garfield's character, I forget the name of the priest. I keep saying that over and over, but perhaps he's thinking, well, no, I'm not, I'm not falling for this again, and then I'll get myself killed. But I, I feel like what he was probably feeling was, no, I've, I've given up. I've given up and I'm done hearing confessions. Um, and I can't help this man anymore. Anyway, I bring up that character from that movie because I resonated with him so well because I feel like that's what I and so many of us do. We give in all the time. We give in to sin and then we're sorry. And then we give in again and then we're sorry again. And we go through life like that and, and people confess their sins over and over And sometimes people get discouraged and say, what's the point of going? I'm just going to commit the sins again. But that is the human condition. That is our state, that we are sinners, yet we're repentant sinners. A big theme in the life of Judas, since Spy Wednesday focuses on Judas, is that he did not repent in the end. Now, you know, maybe he did while, you know, before his neck snapped, while he was hanging, he he went out and hung himself for what he had done to our Lord. So who knows? He could have said, Jesus, forgive me. God, forgive me. I'm so sorry. You know, in those last couple seconds, anything is possible. And God's mercy is greater than (laughs) anything, anything at all in the whole world. That's why Jesus died for us. Jesus died for Judas as well. And we're not going to know till we get there exactly what happened with Judas. However, traditionally in the history of Catholicism, we speak of Judas as definitely being in hell. I don't think this is a doctrine of the faith, but it is very much spoken of that Judas went to hell because of Jesus's words that it would be better for that man if he had never been born. It's hard to think that our Lord could mean anything else if Judas was eventually meant for redemption. Um, We contrast him with St. Peter. St. Peter denied Jesus, even though he said, oh, Lord, I'll stay with you to the end. No, he denied him. And Jesus was there. Jesus was not far away. There's different movie depictions that have Jesus actually watching in the distance, hearing the words of St. Peter. Peter denied Jesus, but then he repented. 
he repented, he, he stayed with the disciples, and in the end, he was able to confess his love to Jesus threefold. Just as he denied him three times, he was able to say, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. So Peter repented with Judas, at least from what we can see, he did not repent. And that's ultimately the, uh, the thing that we learn here from Judas, which is a horrible lesson to have to learn that, yes, you know, it's, uh, Jesus will say about, I hope he never says it about me, and I hope he never says it about any of you, but if we choose not to repent, he will say it. It would be better that you had never been born, because no one wants to spend an eternity in hell. Eternity is forever. It never ends. But Judas, there's so many things we can say about Judas. Um, I think one great meditation on Judas, and I don't know that Pope John Paul ever did this about Judas, but he says this about Eve, and he says this about the human condition, that a lot of times our sins are not because we want to hurt God or we want to hurt someone else. But he says this about Eve. He says, you know, Eve's sin, yes, she disobeyed God by eating the fruit of the tree. But if we look a little deeper into that, is it possible that that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was actually something that God wanted to give us? And the sin was that she reached out her hand and took it instead of being patient and waiting for God to work out his plan and eventually maybe in the proper order, in the right way, he would have given all of us the fruit of that tree. Is it possible? You know, we can say, yes, the fruit of the tree represents just pure evil. And of course, with sin being the result of it, original sin affecting the whole human race, okay, it's, it's certainly fine to see it that way. But is it possible it's something else? Is it possible it's something good that we just weren't supposed to do? And this is very often what we do with our sins. We think we know better. We reach out for things that don't belong to us. We, uh, we take what is not ours. And this isn't just the sin of stealing. This is many different sins. We take when we should let others have it, when we should be patient, when we should um, wait our turn, whatever it might be. A lot of different examples we can give. And with Judas, there are a lot of uh, commentaries written over the centuries that say, you know, Judas wanted good things. Judas wanted, he, he was with the zealots, you know, he wanted Jesus to be that military Messiah. He wanted Jesus to conquer the Romans. He had all these ideas about how it was supposed to go. And Jesus was trying to teach him, no, this is how it's supposed to go. And while the other apostles got it a little bit, didn't get it a little bit, more and more over time eventually understood with the help of the Spirit, Judas decided to take matters into his own hands. This is an interpretation. It's all it is. That Judas said, you know what, I'm going to force Jesus' hand here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have them arrest him. I'm going to betray him so that then it, it forces him to have to show his power. It forces him to have to... Uh, usher in the kingdom in a militaristic sort of a way. It's hard to say, though. It's hard to say. I mean, John says in his gospel, as we heard, I believe it was Monday, that Judas was a thief. So certainly he had his moral struggles. I love a book by the name of The Mystical City of God, written by Venerable Mary of Agreda, which goes back centuries as well, in which Mary 
tells this young sister her life story. Now, I don't, as I say this, I say, I must say that the church has not made this doctrine or dogma or anything like that, that book, but it also states that there's nothing wrong with that book. We can read that book as a pious exercise. And in that book, it talks about Judas and it talks about how he was very strong-willed yet very misguided, confused, and how Mary reached out to him and tried to change his heart. And Jesus did the same thing, of course, and they loved him very much, but he was closed off to them. Once again, this is how we are very, very often. We think we know better, and even when God Almighty himself is trying to show us a certain path, we reject it because we want to do what we want to do. Judas, another thing we could say about Judas is in one of the Gospels, I believe it's the Gospel according to John, today we heard Matthew Uh, it says the devil entered into Judas. Now, I would think that takes away some of his guilt. But at the same time, you know, when we talk about a person being in a state that is out of control, whether we're talking possessed, whether we're talking drunk or on drugs or something like that, yes, it's true. Maybe at that moment, they're not sinning because something else has taken over. But what got them to that place (laughs) is usually sin. So once again, we can't overanalyze it, but there, yes, the gospel itself says there is a case of possession going on there. In Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion, uh, we do see a strongly demonic influence on a very confused Judas. He's back and forth. He betrays Jesus, but then he uh, throws the money back and says, uh, you know, take it back and release him and they say, well, you know, that's your business, that you think you did the wrong thing, that you think you turned in an innocent man, you know, leave us alone, go go about your way. Anyway, Judas ended in despair. And we always have to remember, no matter how bad things get, no matter how much we realize how great our sins are, we still have to realize his mercy is greater. We can keep going back to him. We can keep turning to him. Another thing about Judas, and this is kind of a, um, we do this little bit in humor, tongue-in-cheek, tongue, tongue in cheek, but uh, it's still a good point to, to make and a good thing to talk about. You know, the Last Supper was the first Mass. Jesus gave them his body and blood to receive. Judas received in a state of sin. You know, it's a great image for what so many Catholics do nowadays. They're not prepared for communion, but they go anyway. And uh, Judas did that at the very first Mass. Somebody did that. And it was not a good thing. It's certainly, you know, St. Paul talks about if we eat and drink unworthily, we eat and drink condemnation upon ourselves. So it just compounded the, uh, the sin that Judas already had. And then I will imitate a priest that I love dearly who used to be at my parish when I was a kid. And he still is a, uh, a, uh, you know, a priest. He's, he's retired now, but he's still very active. Um, when people would start running out of church before the mass was done, he would yell, stop the music, stop the music. And he had a little bit of an accent. He was from another country and he would say, stop the music, stop the music. You people in the back, stop. And they would just be horrified. And we, as kids were laughing, we thought it was funny. And he would yell at these people standing there at the back door, trying to get out of the church. He said, now you people back there at the first mass. Who was it that left early? 
how many of you wish to be Judas here today? And they were just horrified. And yeah, he didn't win a lot of friends by saying that, but he was right, you know, and we laughed, but it's true. Um, there's something to be said for that. Jesus gives us the very best in coming to earth and giving us his body and blood in dying for us in teaching us in healing us. And it's for us to follow, not to try to be the boss all the time, not to try to lead, especially when God is involved. Jesus gives us the best and it's good for us to appreciate what we have been given and receive. This week we're meditating upon the greatest love story ever told, the greatest love that ever existed, that God Almighty would come to earth, become one of his creatures, and actually die for his creatures, for his children. This is what the Lord has done for us, and we have great reason to just be very happy about it, to be very grateful for it, to to meditate on this, to associate him spiritually as he goes through his passion, as he carries the cross, as he does all the different things he has to do. It would be great for us to just be with him and recognize, yes, Judas could be me. I don't want that to be me, though. So, Jesus, please take away my sins. Please help me to be a better follower. Please help my unbelief. Heaven forbid anybody goes to hell. Yet, you know, so many times we've been told there are people in hell. And Jesus even just saying it would be better for him to never be born. Well, guess what? I hope the Lord will never, ever say that about me and those that I love. So we pray for those that we love, that all of us will receive salvation, that all of us will receive his grace, that we'll come to know and love Jesus more and better, and for ourselves that we do the same. And we ask the Lord to just uh, open up our hearts more and more and more this week to understand his mysteries and to be with him as he goes through his passion and death that we might also share with him in his resurrection. Have a great day. God bless you.